If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Tuesday, April 25th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the third consecutive sunny day, which is very important for my lawn. It is very important for your lawn. How are you feeling about it today? So far, so good. That branch definitely has to go. I could see in the afternoon the sun hitting the branch. It's about as tall as the windows on the second floor of the house where the studio is or where the office is. So when I look outside, I can see the light hitting the top of the branch, which means if that branch was gone, that light would just go down lower Yeah, to the actual whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but Home Depot, who was so helpful when I needed a... Uh, things to to level out the yard and stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, does not sell a little chainsaw on a stick. What's a chainsaw on a stick? It's a chainsaw blade, but it's for for trimming branches. So it's like six feet tall or eight feet tall. And it looks like the sharp part of a knife, kind of? No, it looks like like a chainsaw. Oh, okay. Why? Because my dad has something that looks like that. Um, that would work. It would just be more like a chainsaw is laborious. Right. Um, but I don't know. I would have to see how tall it is, but yeah. So anyways, sunny days. That's what I'm grateful for. My name is Callie Dollar and I'm grateful for the flexibility of our daughter's school. They are like, my parents were not able to keep her this week and we just email the school and say, Hey, can our kids stay late this week? And they're like, absolutely. And they're so pleasant and just flexible. So we can do things like that kind of spur of the moment and it's fine. She had her first full day of school, which means we picked her up at 2.15 rather than 12.15. And other than looking like a zombie when she walked out of the school, according to Callie, she did great. It's her first week of like where they have, it's not spirit week's the wrong word, but they have different kind of- It is spirit week. Is it? Is that what they call it? It's officially spirit week because on Thursday- Everybody has to wear their school gear. And on Friday, everybody has to wear their field day club t-shirts. So that's going to be interesting because it's actually not school gear. It's team sportswear. So like whatever she's supposed to wear, whatever her favorite sports team is. A little brave shirt or something. Yeah. But I was going to say, we don't really have a favorite sports team. We could go Braves or dogs because they both won national championships recently. Yeah. So she can ride that bandwagon. She'd be like, who's this? (laughs) <laughs> or she could go, we could say, because Hawks are, I believe, are in the playoffs right now. I think mm-hmm. they, I think they might be out by Verna. Should we um, and, order and, her quickly, like a Syracuse sweatshirt? Um, or something like that? Yeah. She could be Syracuse. Yeah. Representing her northern roots. Yeah. Did Belmont have teams? Belmont had a, has historically had a very good basketball team that makes it to the first or second round of the March Madness tournament. Oh, all right. They're like one of those little schools that pops on every once in a while and everyone's like, who's that? And then, you know, we're all really excited just to get on there. Um, I, I think Ellie's favorite team is whatever is currently on sale at Target. Yes, that will be her favorite team. And then there's, so she got to wear PJs to school. On uh, yesterday, yesterday, no, mon- Monday, Monday, and then yeah, yesterday, yesterday she got to wear. Um, no, t- today she's wearing a tutu. I don't even know what day it is. Yeah, today she's wearing a tutu. Tomorrow I forget. 
Thursday is going to be her little Braves jersey. And then Friday is field day, which we volunteered for. How excited are you to watch a bunch of two-year-olds have a field day? I hope that it's supposed to rain. Oh, is it? So I hope, because I know my volunteer shift is pre-field day. Mm-hmm. I think you have to be there at 6 or 6.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And on the list of things to do is fill water balloons. Oh. But they won't be able to do that if they're in the gym. I just want to know, this is all really new to me. So I don't even know what kids do on field day. Like I know what older kids would do. I knew, I know what I did on field day, but for these little guys, like. Oh, I think they just run around and then they just, (laughs) they just run and then somebody gets hurt and they probably. Eat snacks. Yeah. I know they did. There's a family lunch. Okay. Picnic or something. Mm -hmm. So. I'm sure they run around until somebody needs an ice pack. Then everybody sits down and eats pizza or Chick-fil-A or sandwiches and juice boxes. I think as... It's like, it's like soccer. There's a two-year-old soccer league that I want to sign Ellie up for the next time they have an opening. Mm-hmm. There's nothing happening there. No. There's just two... <laughs> and, but Ellie loves to... When we go over to the to the big park... She loves it when we bring her soccer ball and she'll just, I mean, it could be, I guess if, if we wanted it to be, it could be a great workout for us, but we sit down at the edge of the park and she literally kicks the ball all the way down, turns around, kicks it all the way back. And it's the greatest thing. Yeah. Um, so I feel like when we had Ellie, there were things that you and I started talking about that we wouldn't have talked about before. And one of them is things that we want to try to intentionally do with Ellie. Um, And one of them for me is to have an open relationship with her and to create a relationship where she feels comfortable talking to us and communicating with us and that we will not judge her. We'll accept her and, That sounds great. I'm just not sure how to implement it, but I thought I did something really well this week that I wanted to share. And granted, she's not going to remember this, but I feel like it's part of building the foundation of who, of what I want my relationship with her to be. And she, we're dabbling in potty training right now. I say dabbling because we really don't know what we're doing. We're just kind of like guessing. She is outsmarting us. Here's how she's outsmarting us because when we're dabbling, we're not really doing anything formal, but she's definitely interested in it. And so she will, she'll declare certain at certain points during the day, naked baby time, and she'll take off all of her clothes. But she knows when she has to go potty because then she'll either bring us a diaper and ask us to put it on or she'll find us and say, I need a diaper. I need it. And you could see the urgency. Yeah. Well, I, thanks to the internet, saw that when that's happening, the way to take that to the next level is don't, never give in. Don't give them the diaper. Just go stand near the potty or or make them sit on the potty and give them distractions. Mm-hmm. So she did that twice in one day and she went in the potty twice in one day, which is fantastic. Have you noticed she has not done Naked Baby since then? Yes. And she's outsmarting us. She definitely is. And the thing about Ellie is she is pretty independent. Totally. Like this is a kid that I think is going to wake up one day and just get it. Like, I think she already gets it, but I think it's a matter of does she want to or not? 
and she knows the feeling. She knows all of these things, but it's, you know, I, I don't know that like bribery hasn't really worked so far. I I don't know. I think she's just a kid that's going to do it when she wants to do it. Cause she knows everything about it. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so I told her, I made a deal with her that if when she went to the bathroom, that she could pick out the toy of her choice. Like when she did it for the like first, when she did it again, cause she did it one time, I freaked her out. So I bribed her. <laughs> and so I was like, Ellie, I'm going to take you. I'm so proud of you. You know, are you proud of yourself? All this stuff. So I was like, I'm going to take her to the toy store. Cause what a dream for a two-year-old for you to open a toy store and say, you can pick out a toy that you want. So I thought, I thought I was doing something really great because I was like, oh, I would love that when I was a kid. So I take Ellie to the toy store, the parts, she doesn't think it's neat to take a toy home. She thinks it's neat to play with all the toys that are on display. Going to a toy store is the same as the first time she went into her classroom. It's also the first, it's also like going to a playground to her. Like That's what she I mean. Remember yeah. the first time she went into her classroom, she's like, oh, I've never seen these puzzles before. I've right. never read these books before. I've never had crayons this color before. Right. I've never seen felt shapes on the wall before. That's what a toy store is. And I was really caught up in the toy store thing because I just had it in my head that that was going to be a cool experience for her. And we were there and she was kind of like, okay with it, liked playing with the toys, but couldn't really decide on something that she really liked. So I made an educated guess and I said, okay, she's been playing with this train set since we've been here. I'm going to get her the trains. We have like tracks at home and that'll be her like special prize thing. So we get it and we're in the car and I'm buckling her in her car seat and she's holding the trains and she's like tearing up a little bit. No. And I was like, Ellie, what's wrong? Like, are you excited about your toy? Do you not like it? What do you, and she's like, no, no, no. Like she was kind of like, it's okay. And, um, you know, so we get home and then she kind of shows Jeff, but she's not that excited about it. And I was like, you know what? I think I kind of pushed her into the toy store thing. Cause I thought it would be exciting for her, but it wasn't really. So the reward was more about me getting to take her somewhere than it was about what she actually wanted. And we had been in target weeks ago and she saw this like Olaf frozen toy that she thought was so neat. And she's brought that up several times in the past couple of weeks So what I decided to do was I returned the toy that I thought she would want. You returned your toy. I I returned my toy. I went to Target. I bought the toy she's been talking about for like a week and a book that I know that she really likes that we don't have. And I went to Target, bought those things and I came home and I, I, I get that she's two and this sounds a little silly, but I was really proud of myself. I sat her down, Jeff saw this and I was like, Ellie, can I talk to you for a second? And she's like, yeah. And then I said, I feel like I, you know, what did I say to her? Um, I said, you, ba- you basically said paraphrasing. You said you, I knew exactly what you wanted or you told me exactly what you wanted, but I didn't listen yeah. and, and I am sorry about that. Yeah. So I want to let you know that I returned the other toy and I got this one instead. Yeah. And then you showed her the Olaf. And she was so excited yeah. and it was definitely more of the reaction I was going for. And this kid doesn't like to 
she doesn't like to be sad and she doesn't like this to. Kid's a, this kid's a little philosopher. She said, this almost made me tear up, that it was Sunday night and it was right before her bedtime. And if somehow kids crying came up and I said, Ellie, how come, why don't you cry? Or you, you, I don't know when, do you ever cry? Oh, she talked about somebody who was crying at school. And I said, do you ever cry at school? And she says, no, I don't cry. And I said, Ellie, why don't you cry? And she said, I would rather laugh. Like what? Yeah. And I don't know, like Jeff and I, neither one of us is like a tough guy. Don't express your feelings person. Like we both will like cry in front of her. So I don't know where she gets that. But But that philosophy, why don't you cry? Because I'd rather laugh. Yeah. That I feel like one, that's so deep Two, I think that's probably the the title of T-Bird's autobiography. (laughs) Probably. Um, so I was proud of that. I sat down, I apologized to her, which I thought was, you know, like a big thing. Like I sat down and I said, I was wrong and I'm really sorry that I didn't listen to you. And here's how I fix it. And I'm sorry for not listening to you. So I thought that that I was a very proud parent. And I hope that at some point her seeing me make mistakes and then also knowing how to like apologize for making a mistake and say, this is where I went wrong. And this is how I want to correct it. will have open communication with her. Or yep. maybe it's just all in my head and it won't make a difference either way. I was just very proud. It won't make a difference, but it will. Like this moment in time won't make a difference, but the demonstration of that over and over will, will make her realize it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Saying I was wrong. Uh, I apologize for not hearing you, et cetera, et cetera. This weekend, not even going to be on the radar, but that's... It's one brick and eventually it builds a wall. Yeah. We have to acknowledge that this is National Infertility Awareness Week because that's the journey that we're on right now. And uh, so just a a shout out to everybody on that journey and everybody who has been on that journey. And we'll also use this as an opportunity to give an update because I know so many people are invested, which feels so good to be wrapped up in so much love and mm-hmm. and good vibes and, you know, prayers and encouragement and all that stuff being sent our way. Uh, an update on our situation, uh, May 20-something is May trans- 23rd is our second transfer. embryo transfer. What day of the week is that? That's a Tuesday. Okay. So we're going to do that. Um, This is kind of like my last, this week and next week are like, no, it's just this week is my last week before intense medications start again. So are they all all shots? They're always shots, right? Um, One's a patch, which I thought was interesting. They're going to patch me. Yeah. So I don't really know. I'm never born a patch for anything. I don't know. It's just, they don't patch you, right? Don't they just give it to you and you stick it Yeah, they give it to me. And I stick it on and hopefully it's in the right place and hopefully the medicine does. Yeah. But it's just amazing. Like the tech, not technology, like the science of yeah. like, how cool is that? Maybe I get pregnant for wearing a patch. Right. Well, I don't think the patch is no, how but- you get pregnant, but they <laughs> raises your hormones, right? Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I think, I think um, is something. My imp- estrogen. Is important to remember. And this might be an easier lesson for 
guys than for for women, and it could also be completely stupid, which we, you could tell me, Callie, if it is. But I think we've talked about this on the journey to 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 try to make a baby. There will be hopefully no failures. Mm-hmm. You know how great would that be if the first of whatever you attempted worked? Mm-hmm. But chances are it's not going to. the The important thing to remember is, thanks to science, every single step, no matter what the outcome, is a little bit of education that contributes, hopefully, to the outcome that you want. Mm-hmm. And that's the way our you know our first transfer was in February. Yes. It was or March. What month is it? It's April. So it's it was April. in March. No. Yeah. Was it in March? Yeah. Okay. It was in March. The first, tran- <laughs> the, the first transfer was in March and it didn't work. But shortly after that, the doctors called Callie and said, okay, here's what we're going to do. And took away two medicines, added three more, reduced the dosage of Just one, made tweaks. Yeah. Up the dosage of, uh, of another. So- you know what I've learned about- It was a, it was a learning, pro- it's a journey. It is a journey and a much longer than one that I had anticipated, to be totally honest. Because I feel like people say, oh yeah, it took me years. Or like I have a friend that I actually met at the fertility um, clinic that she's been doing different things and making tweaks for like the past four years. So it is really a journey. I will say one really interesting thing that I have learned by looking around at at the people in the office that are also there while I'm there, infertility doesn't discriminate against anybody. There are so many, there are young people there. There are older people that are going to be older parents there. There's every different race, every different age, every different, even, you know what I'm uh, like, sexual orientation, like even for gay couples and stuff like that, that are there, they're hoping that the eggs that they choose with, you know, their own sperm is something that's viable to move forward. So it really has been interesting to me to see how many different kinds of people, how many different races and religions and and all of this stuff. Um, It doesn't impact one group of people. It impacts so many different kinds of people. But I I will say this and it's a much longer conversation and and a different conversation that we should have this week infertility doesn't discriminate but the access to fertility treatments does 5000% and we are so fortunate that at your last job and through cobra the coverage that you have and the healthcare you have helps pay for so much of this that for, for somebody without insurance or with different insurance, this like, how terrible is it to have finances be the reason that you can't explore having a family? Yeah. It makes me totally ragey because I think if you want, there's so many people that want to be parents, that would be wonderful parents that don't get the chance because of financial situations or whatever it might be. And I just think it's, it's sad. And I feel like if you are not someone who has experienced it, but you maybe work in a position where you're adjacent to insurance at your company or you work in HR or whatever, 
even if you haven't experienced it, fight for people who have, because yeah. I really hope, and I, you're seeing more and more companies add fertility, you know, insurance and stuff like that. Like I know Delta did last year, Northside Hospital did recently. Um, Tra- but tractor Supply. Tractor Supply apparently has great fertility coverage. But if you're in a position where you work on insurance and benefits and that kind of thing, look into it. See what your company can do and what they can offer, because it really could change somebody's life. And I feel like, you know, I, that's something that I feel passionately about using our, our microphone to do. So anyways, yes, that is this week. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So happy national infertility awareness <laughs> week. KiwiCo is defining the future of play by making it engaging, enriching, and seriously fun. They create super cool hands-on projects designed to create a lifelong love for learning among kids. Ellie has gotten a few KiwiCo projects in the mail, which, number one, is cool. When you're a kid, getting something in the mail is awesome. These are super cool hands-on science, art, and geography projects delivered right to your door. Now, you're you're probably thinking to yourself, wait a minute, your kid is not even three years old. What could they possibly be sending her? I can tell you, they're sending her really cool things that we get to do together that match with her age. It encourages her to be an innovator even before age of three and a creative thinker so you can watch their confidence grow as big as their smile. Redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build creative confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at KiwiCo.com slash upside. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com slash upside. As a parent, your top priority is always your children's well-being. We want to give them everything they need to grow and thrive both now and in the future. With term life insurance from Fabric by Gerber Life, help protect your family so their future is secure no matter what happens. Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy. It takes less than 10 minutes to apply. See your quote and then personalize your quote to fit your family's needs. You could be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. Fabric is partnered with Gerber Life, trusted by millions of families like yours for over 50 years. Fabric has a 30-day money-back guarantee and you can cancel at any time. Protect your family today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash upside. That's meet fabric.com slash upside m-e-e-t-f-a-b-r-i-c.com slash upside policies issued by western southern life insurance company not available in certain states prices subject to underwriting and health questions here's some something that will come to uh, not be a surprise to anyone who has had a newborn or a toddler in the house at the same time as a dog 78% of pet owners who bring home a newborn or a toddler report that their dog gains weight in the first year of that kid's life for obvious reasons. Right. We know this. Callie and I know this firsthand because our our beagle is now a, I think this is, is, has the density of a Kia Soul. Poor Sadie. So, and it's all because of. I mean, they know, dog, it doesn't take dogs long to realize. 
who the clumsiest one in the house is. Mm-hmm. More often than not, it's the smallest hands. They're going to drop the most food. Yeah. They are stationed under that high chair like guards on a prison tower. It's true. So, yep. So that's why. Here are your three random things for today. Your first random thing is something that we were talking about on the show last week. And it is confirmed by research, nearly two thirds of Americans only clean their house to avoid judgment from other people. That's funny. I told you, uh, I feel that way. Jeff, do you feel that way? No, because no. you like a tidy existence. Love tidy. Yeah. Love, love, love tidy. I don't know that there is a soul in the world more tidy and organized than my mom. Yeah. Your dad's on that list. Mm-hmm. But your your my mom and your dad very similar. Everything had its place. Everything was t- tidy, neat. The house was mm-hmm. was always picked up. Um, I only do it because of social norms. Five thousand percent. If we have a baby babysitter coming to watch Ellie, okay, I'll make it look presentable. Um, otherwise, oh, I am one of the two thirds. What a great thing! What a great perk to have if you are super rich. You build two identical houses on the same lot. One of them you live in, and one of them is just for when company comes over. Right. It's like the fancy room of the house that you only go in at Christmas. Did you know that the house? You know the house on the lake that looked all Miami. Did you ever, do you know the story about that house? The house on the lake that looked all Miami. Yeah. Up in Lake Kiwi. Okay. It was right around the corner from, it was not far past the Clemson football coaches place okay. on the same side of the lake. Yes. Okay. Yes. Supposedly the original owner of that house had another house, same exact design in Florida somewhere near Miami, mm-hmm. and it was an exact replica. So whenever he or she would buy something, they would buy two of them, and one would go to South Carolina and one would go to Florida. Same lamps, same kitchenware. Oh, my gosh. So they could just decide where they were going to go. And, and they, obviously and they, they felt like that house was their home, so wherever they went, they just wanted to feel like it was home. Exactly exactly the same. That sounds like something you would do. I kind of. I was like, it's not a terrible idea. Yeah. Uh, Okay, your second random thing is the reason that people don't like listening back to their own voice is because it sounds completely different than what you think you sound like. Okay, this is something I could debate about forever. Why? I hate the sound of my own voice. Because it's not what you're used to because your voice sounds one way in your own Own head. head. Yeah. Because of the way the... The vibrations bounce around your mouth, your throat, through your head, even the inner portion of your ear. That makes you sound a certain way. Yeah. When you hear a recording, you're just hearing it the same way you would hear a song. Yeah. It's just hitting, I your, am, hitting your eardrums, vibrating, and and you think, wait, that's not me. I, wait, let me say this correctly. The voice in my head <laughs> sounds better than the actual yeah. one that's on the. Because it's what you're used to. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder if anyone's had the opposite though, where they're like, oh, I sound really good, but uh, they don't like the way they sound in their head. I would doubt it's possible, but I would doubt it because aren't you always most comfortable with what you're most used to? Mm-hmm. So, but maybe that's true. Who knows? And your third random thing for today is a study is showing that French fries and fried food may make you depressed. Because you eat so many of them, you hate yourself. <laughs> no. Um, so basically, they followed people around 
140,000 people around. Numbers like this always amaze me. For 11 years and tracked their food and people who eat a lot of fried food and French fries, like starchy foods, um, showed more symptoms of anxiety and depression. And apparently a lot of um, fried and processed foods are related to depression and anxiety. So it can actually, you know, it's an, it's that can a, be, your mental health can be impacted by your diet. It's a never ending circle because then you find yourself comfort eating. And what are you right? going to go for? The French fries, the chicken wings, the pizza. I, um, I envy the people that do not emotional eat because right. I am such an emotional eater and people that just aren't, it's a gift that I am amazed by. What if you're a super healthy person and you emotionally eat? Like if you say- Like you binge I on cucumber? I am so stressed. I'm going to eat three bags of the 100 calorie almonds. I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. You can't stop me. And those are your three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside. Upside. With Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. If you're a watcher of the royal family and you are paying attention to the coronation, the rumor, I don't know if this has been, I don't know if any of this stuff has been confirmed because the royal family is such a machine. I don't know how this stuff leaks out, Mm -hmm. but supposedly Harry, Prince Harry, can we still call him that? Is he still Prince Harry? Yeah, he's still Prince Harry. Prince Harry, who is traveling to the coronation of King Charles by himself, supposedly will be sat 10 rows behind the members of the working royal family. Mm -hmm. And that to me is so insulting. I get, I understand, I realize there's beef. I realize he wrote a book. He said terrible things, apology. It's just, I understand it's a disaster, but 10 rows back, 10? I mean, just sitting him one row behind Mm -hmm. everybody else Mm -hmm. is... Hey, buddy, you're not you're not one of us. But ten rows back, who's he sitting next to? I the person he's sitting next to might not even have King Charles's cell phone number. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It could be that, that could be the Buckingham Palace chief electrician. That that is true. So insulting, but very juicy. We'll continue to monitor and keep you posted. Hey guys, it's Haley. Um, I. I feel like I discovered a hack, and I gotta tell everybody. Um, on Sunday, we have a two-story house and a family of four. One member is too small to participate, but we do a timed 30-minute tidy. Like we all tackle things, we talk about what we're gonna do before we set the timer. We set the timer for 30 minutes, and we clean our little hearts out for 30 minutes downstairs, and then we go upstairs and do the same. And Honestly, it just put me in like the best mindset this week and like staying on top of everything. And I think everybody should do it. But anyway, um, Sunday team cleans for the win. Bye. Guys, have y'all ever been on an airplane? There's no room between those seats to get in there and bend over and pick all that stuff up. I'm not a small woman, but I'm not an extremely large woman. There's just no room. I'd have to lay on the seats to pick that stuff up. 
That's what cleaning crews are for. It's not like they did it and trashed it on purpose. Stuff happened. That's why they had the cleaning crew. Just my opinion. Oh, wait, I had a second thought. The popcorn was given to them by the airline. How much popcorn do you think they got? Usually they give you a bag with 10 pretzels in it, little pretzels. So it couldn't have been that big of a mess. It's not like they had a bucket of popcorn. Uh, People just need to get over themselves. Sorry. Bye. Hey, Kelly and Jeff. It's Allie. Um, I just had to pause today's episode um, and call in real quick. Um, Callie's talking about selling her stuff on Poshmark. There is another website called Depop. My 19-year-old daughter sells stuff on that. I don't know. I don't think it's a very big percentage that they keep. I know a lot of those places or sites do for selling clothes. Um, But she had extremely good luck um, with Depop. It's D-E-P-O-P. You can look up there, um, their website. And, uh, yeah, just wanted to pass that along. Hope you all have a great weekend. Bye. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, calling from Roswell, Georgia. I am listening to the episode on Friday about how Jeff is eating cleaner, and I just have such a strong opinion about this. I really wish companies like Hershey's would just come out with new and improved products instead of creating so many. So, for example, instead of having, like, all these different types of Hershey's chocolate, can we just have the best version out that's the best one? Because I get the worst decision-making fatigue going to the store and seeing 75 options for everything. Like, so that's where I'm at with everything and hope eventually grocery shopping can get easier. Thanks, guys. Love you. Hey, guys. I know we've talked a lot about the popcorn scandal on the airplane. I have not heard in the comments this, though, so I'm going to put in my two cents worth. She's pregnant. Fine. She can bend over. I agree with that comment. She's also got two children. One, I think, is five. The five-year-old, why was the five-year-old not cleaning up a mess? The two-year-old could even help a little bit. So what are we modeling for kids? Anyway, that was part of it. Why weren't the kids helping? Because even if mom was eight months pregnant, the five-year-old could have done that. She could, she or he could have cleaned up. Anyway, my two cents. Love y'all. Bye. Happiness is amazing. It's so amazing, it doesn't matter if it's yours or not. It's that lovely thing. A society grows great when old men plant trees, the shade of which they know they will never sit in. Good people do things for other people. That's it, the end.